The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Thunder Rosa talk to our good friend, Justin Labar, in the week that was in pro wrestling, especially about that Ring of Honor TV title. Also, it's Veterans Day, and we talk to former Marine Montez Ford right now on the Busted Open Podcast. It's now time to spar with Justin Labar. What's going on, Justin? Oh, good morning. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Thunder, you're looking Day. good. Dave, you're oh, sounding thank you. good. <laughs> Justin, ah, ah, Justin, hold on, hold on, hold on. Justin with the dig. Did you hear the dig from Justin? <laughs> Uh, Thunder, you're looking good. Dave, you sound good. Hell yeah. That's a compliment, Dave. This is, this is, it's radio first. Hey, listen, you need to sound I, good first. Justin, you know what, dude? I got to be honest with you. I'm 52. All right, brother. Obviously, I'm not shaving. I'm doing a national radio show in sweatpants. You know what, brother? As long as I'm sounding good, that's all that bad. Hey, at least I got pants. Unlo- hey, unlike some people when they work out in their tidy whiteies. Uh, okay, I, saw I was gonna that. say something super inappropriate and I'm not gonna say it, but I know you I know y'all were like zooming on that thing. Zooming on it. Because I was, Listen. you know, when I was doing deadlift, so I was uh, you know, shining <laughs> that booty up. Well, Somebody said, turn around, Thunder, we wanna see that thing. They said, turn around and we want to see that thing. And I'm like, nah, that's what you get. You get a picture of my real picture of me looking raggedy the next day. See? Well, I mean, Thunder, it's a little bit different when I see it because I try to avoid those pictures because I look at you more. I look at you more like a sister than anything else. So it's kind of like there's certain certain pictures I look at. And I'm like, ah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was but, standing in line at Primo's Hoagie just trying to order my nine inch, and I'm scrolling. And I'm like, "Whoa, I got people around me." Hey, what now. Are you looking at dude. Hey, now. That's <laughs> Justin. How are you? I'm, I'm just trying to get my big T Diablo Hoagie, and I got thunder in her underwear here. I'm hey. good. I'm good. <laughs> you get a, a El Diablo and a Dr Pepper, Justin. Hell Is that yeah. What you're going for? All right, good yeah. man. Good man. Um, so. <laughs> A lot to get into, Justin. Obviously, the la- before we spoke to you last was before what we saw last weekend in Saudi. Uh, up and down, start to finish. What did you think of what we saw last weekend? 
at Crown Jewel? I thought it was a pretty good show. I mean, it, it, you know, it's it was probably when it, when it was all set and done, it probably was on the lower end of overall the Saudi shows in terms of like, you know, headlines to take away. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you know, obviously Logan Paul becoming champion, you know, that but, was. But Jesse, that was, we call we call that. Remember yeah, that that's what I mean. It, 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 yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it, it was a. It was a. It was a predictable show, and predictable is not always bad as long as it's logical. I thought it was a predictable show. Again, it was a show as we talked about. They didn't have to pull in a bunch of, you know, part timers or, or or one offs from Hall of Famers. It was it, it was what it was. It, it it did it it did advance some stories, and that's that's what I think is most important because it, it is annoying, and, and and we've seen in the past years of those Saudi shows when it's like you're on a road. Uh, storyline you're on a road with the destination like Survivor Series coming up or something and the Saudi show is like a just complete detour pit stop that has no you know you know no logic uh, on the road but this this one kind of everything's everything flowed through it and we continue on to Survivor Series I think it is important because it wasn't a thrown, thrown away show because like there's been so many times and where we're watching like going into like another big pay-per-view that is just like matches just to have matches. And that's what is, that's what has happened in, I don't know, ever since they started running this show. And um, as an expectator, I actually will be like, all right, I'm going to watch Raw and SmackDown this week because this is what happened. These are like the moment, the highlights for me. Uh, and it's not like uh, this thing. Hey, Weba, like, uh, what did I what did I spend three hours of my life? You know, and I think I think it is, this is important for for fans when when shows are booked like that, especially if you're paying for a show that is worth something that is going to lead into something as, as, as a fan, if I'm going to put some money in there, I, I, I mean, I want to say I want to demand that, but it's important that we get some, a little respect on that. So I'm kind of glad that this was not a thrown away show and actually was leading into something else for the future. And shout out to the fans over there. You know, when they first started doing these shows in Saudi Arabia, you know, it felt like a very, you know, the, the 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 audience did not seem as engaged. I don't know what the process was of who got tickets and where and status and class and whatever. But whatever changes have been made, whether it's on the WWE side, the 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 Saudi Arabian government helping put this together, or both, the fans, especially this past show, just so engaged, just having fun. It was so. I mean, it they're loud. They were they were a good crowd. So just shout out to shout out to the fans and uh, and and Riyadh Saudi Arabia. And and how about Justin that in Saudi we got CM Punk chance. You know, like, you know, yes. you talk about, you know, fans buying into what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Probably the last thing I thought I was going to hear was CM Punk chance. Why? It's he's everywhere. Like every time I open my Google stuff to look for something, Phil is there all the time. And I can't I can't even imagine over there. I mean, everybody has access to their phone and he is everywhere. He's a talk of a He's a talk of the world at this point. So it's. Pretty crazy. Pretty freaking crazy. Well, I mean, listen, we're going to find out some things uh, over the next couple of weeks here when it comes to CM Punk. Uh, because even he's kind of trolling fans as well. He's doing commentating for uh, MMA, and they're dropping kind of WWE hints and TNA hints. Justin, so I feel like we're going to maybe not have a definitive answer, but at least understand things a little bit more once we get to Survivor Series in Chicago, don't you think? Uh, I don't know, because here's the thing. Even if we get through Survivor Series, 
and he doesn't show up there in Chicago. <laughs> Royal Rumble, that train's coming a few months later. So it, it, the, 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 the speculation is going to continue. Um, it's going to continue inevitably. All, all I can say is this, is that uh, obviously I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, my opinion is I don't think he's coming back in Survivor Series. I don't think he is. But I will say this, is that if he's not, if he's, if he's definitely not, uh, I just, WWE, hopefully they know better. Don't make any Survivor Series match where there is a mystery partner or there's anything <laughs> because oh, you are, because you're just, no, no, but, 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 but I'm giving saying, it away. Well, well no, no, because, no, 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 no because you're setting yourself you know. up. Yeah. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for everybody's going to go, oh my God, it's punk. It's punk. And then if it's not punk, so just, I'm, I'm saying if, if WWE does not have punk, if they do not, make sure you don't have any Survivor Series match where you have any kind of like, tune in to see who it is. <laughs> that ain't going to go well. You're absolutely right. Because if there's any little bit of a slight opening where people might think they he's going to make an appearance, they're going to grab that, especially <laughs> in Chicago. Because I'm interested if we get CM Punk chance in Chicago, no matter what happens at Survivor Series. Uh, so that's feel- something obviously we we'll have our. Yeah, I'm sure we are. Well, and I when I bring it up because Dave, we we know now we know the the the, the war at least the men's war games match as we know as it now was yeah. is, is a four on four situation that 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 Adam Pierce so uh, enthusiastically announced. I love shout out to Adam Pierce. Um, it's four on four, and you know a lot of times you get five on five. So like, you know, I've, I've heard, I've, I've seen fan speculation, you know, obviously drew McIntyre, he's that wild card of like, wh- where is he at? And, 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 and Rhea Ripley has been kind of, you know, uh, chatting with him. So I've seen speculation of what if drew gets added to the heel side with judgment day, whether that means you need another baby face. And so that's when I start going, all right, make sure you announce who the baby face is before we get to survivor series. Cause otherwise whoever it actually is, Randy Orton, any any anybody you can think of and dream of, of who could be, you know, it's going to get drowned out by people expecting CM Punk. Um, one thing I did yesterday, Justin, on our show is I read your tweet uh, that you put out right after AEW Dynamite uh, went off the air, and that was about uh, Keith Lee and Samoa Joe, and what you wrote is exactly what I was thinking. So Justin, if you can, you know, thumbnail exactly what that tweet was for our busted open nation. Yeah. It's, it's a tweet that lasted 24 hours. I didn't realize that when I hit send, that it was kind of, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, look, no, it's this. And, and let me also start off by saying, I started out by talking about Keith Lee, but, but the, but the tweet is about the title, about the ROH TV title. I'm not one way or the other with Keith Lee in terms of like, you know, I, I, my, the tweet was, imagine being Keith Lee, who hasn't had a match on Dynamite in how many moon cycles? And then you get a match against Samoa Joe, who, as the graphic tells us and commentary reminds us, the longest reigning Ring of Honor TV champion ever. Okay, that's that's not nothing, right? And they have a competitive match. Keith Lee gets choked out, you know, choked out, you know, finish. So Joe fought hard, fought the big man Keith Lee, to defend said title, and then 30 seconds later decides said title that he just fought for isn't worthwhile. It's going to distract him from his focus. Eh. <laughs> Toss it aside. And, and, now, and now, look, he wants to go focus on the AEW world title. Get, I get that. I agree with the perception. The AEW world title is more important and prestigious than the ROH TV title. But 
it's a lack of logic. Pro wrestling is all about everybody's fighting for the, to get a title. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's fighting and selling to get a title and to just discard the title. So my 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 anger is at the booking situation here to just discard the title. Why not drop it to Keith Lee? Or if you don't want it to be Keith Lee, then put him in a match with somebody else. Or if you don't want Joe getting pinned before he's getting ready to go a- after the AW World title, make it a three-way match so that way he loses it and doesn't get pinned. Or how about this? Hold on to the damn thing because the guy that he's going after, MJF, also holds AEW and Ring of Honor titles. So why the discarding of a title just to toss it aside? If you want to just tell me that, that, that we can all piss on the title, just say those words. Because that's that that's that that's what this came off as. And so it's not a matter of, oh, I've had people say, oh, well, Keith Lee hasn't been on. So why would he get the title? Okay, fine. Take Keith Lee out of it. Put somebody else in there that you do think's worthy that has been on TV, that has been getting built up. The, 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 the decision to not give the rub and elevate somebody else and just to discard the title and to vacate. Vacation, vacating titles is for when you're suspended or for when you're injured. Uh, and, and Justin, I think what you just said is 100% correct because I, I don't know if I would go with Samoa Joe losing that title because you're building him up for a world championship title match with MJF. But why don't you just have him continue to be your ROH TV champion because like you just said MJF holds the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship so I actually think that makes that match a little bit more compelling that both men not only hold uh, Ring of Honor gold but you know you're going after that AEW Championship I find that a little bit more compelling a little bit more interesting to me because now listen it's very hard to build up Ring of Honor as it is but after you do something like that I mean, whoever holds this Ring of Honor TV championship next, I don't think has, I really don't think it means absolutely anything because here's a guy that's going after the championship and he looks at that Ring of Honor TV title as more of something that's a little bit of a an annoyance than something that he should be thriving to try to retain. It, it, it's a very uh, interesting booking decision to say the least. And then the, the, the people that pissed me off are the people that then replied to me and are like, and they basically word for word, uh, um, um, troll splain. You've heard of mansplain? I'm calling it troll splain. Try to troll splain, uh, his, well, wow, he said that he wants to focus on MJF. I heard him. I heard him. Just because you say something over and over doesn't speak it into truth. Just because you tell me that the earth's flat doesn't mean the earth's flat. Don't just regard, I heard, I heard, I Justin, heard. It Justin. doesn't m- make sense. I hear that you're very upset about this decision. As a wrestling fan, what do you feel it uh, that for you? What what hit the nerve the most for you on this on this specific thing? The the, the disregard of a title. The 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 again the the pissing away the import, the perception of a title, a title that again oh by the way I just sat and watched. A match between two guys, two guys slapping meat, and, and they're selling all this, and and that it's 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 it, pro wrestling's built around titles and trying to acquire and win titles. And again, I understand you. Oh, okay, I'm I just defended this title, but now I'm going to put my focus. I, I get that, but 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 make a different decision. Make a different decision. Have them hold on to it. Have them drop it. Vacating is for when you are truly stuck in a corner because of real life events, because of suspension or injury. You vacate. You, you don't go out there and premeditate a vacation in this situation. That just makes no sense. Why? Cause, why? Because now they want to book a tournament. What, what are they going to do? We're going to book a tournament. 
Like what? I just, I just, I could care less, I, I, Justin. I could, if they booked a tournament to see who the next champion is, I could care less who that next champion is. I, I could care less. And, and and every match they they every match that tournament, I will not be tuning into because I now I don't care. I I, I I don't care. I got a title over there. I got a title over there that was gifted to me, worth more than that title right now. It's it's your longest reigning. It's not like the guy just got it by accident because there was a. It's not like it's, it's it's like a situation where there's an injury and we had to change the finish or something like that. That we you know, the, the the guys had it for over 500 days. Imagine, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a bit confusing. Roman's got two titles. They they've kind of did, they've kind of blurred the lines and there's questions there of which title and which lineage. Blah 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 blah. But imagine if Roman goes, eh, you know, I just that the title <laughs> too much weight on my shoulder. It just makes no sense. Nobody would do it. Even the 24 seven title, every title is supposed to mean something. I just, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand the lack of respect and the lack of logic for using a title. So, don't so get you, it. So do you think now that, that this happened, like those 500 days mean nothing? I, I mean, I, I, it's, it's always going to be there whenever somebody wants to go through record books and it's always going to be there. Like, Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That 500 days and it ended with a, 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 a fart. I, I'm just discarding it. And I actually, oh, yes, go ahead, Thunder. David, go ahead. I, I, I actually think they should erase it because you gave up that championship. It's not like you lost that championship or like Justin said, you had to give up that championship because of injury. You made the conscious choice to say, you know what? This championship means absolutely nothing to me. It's so much lesser than that world championship that, you know what? I'm going to throw it to the side. They should erase that entire title reign because he gave up on it. And, you know, Thunder, you asked Justin that question, which was a good one and a great answer from Justin about what bothered him the most. What bothers me the most is I'm a Ring of Honor fan. I loved Ring of Honor. I've said it on this show many times. Ring of Honor kept me a fan in 2002 when things were going astray in the world of pro wrestling. ECW Mm -hmm. was gone. WCW was gone. Ring of Honor filled that void for me. And there's so much history behind that brand of Ring of Honor. Like, as a fan of Ring of Honor, and Samoa Joe, by the way, I feel is on that Mount Rushmore of Ring of Honor wrestlers. He's there. He's one of the greats to come out of that brand. I feel offended as a Ring of Honor fan what he did with that championship title. And I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you that to you, to you too. How do you think this booking decision or this decision, whatever it was, is going to affect uh, Samoa Joe's legacy. I don't think it's going to affect me. I don't think it's going to affect Joe's legacy. I don't because because at the end of the day, I think as fans, we know like okay, like you know, there, there's a, there's a script, there's a story, there's a directive. Yeah. Joe, what's going on? So I don't think it. You know, this is not on Samoa Joe. This is not on Keith Lee. This is that that maybe be this is on the booking decision. Um, I do think to Dave's to kind of what you're asking the Thunder and to Dave's point, I do think this almost seems like this would almost be a storyline. That would be really fun in reverse. If somebody else, if, if if say some 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 newcomer, you know, who'd only been in the business for the last five or ten years, who who was not in the original Ring of Honor, let's say, if they had been holding this ROH TV title and then they were trying to be disrespectful of the title, and then Samoa Joe, an ROH legend, an ROH Mount Rushmore, came in and say, "You're not going to disrespect the brand that I blood, sweat, and tear to put on the map," that would be a story. This is just ass backwards. Yeah, I agree. That's a great that. You know what, Justin, you're hundred percent right because it should be the other way because I remember going to basketball city and Edison, New Jersey and the Manhattan center and everything, seeing Samoa Joe in a ring of honor ring. 
And now here he is taking a championship and saying, this is a distraction. This is meaningless to me. I'm giving up because all I care about and all I'm focused on is the AEW World Championship. You could have continued this story and still have him keep that Ring of Honor TV title. As a matter of fact, that would elevate the Ring of Honor TV title because if if he does eventually beat MJF, then not only is your your AEW world champion, he's your Ring of Honor TV champion. What does that do for the Ring of Honor brand and that TV championship? That says, hey man, this is the best in this company, and he's holding Ring of Honor gold. It elevates the entire brand. You're you're, you're, I, you're, you're speaking too much sense, David. You yeah. know, I think I, there's been other. I, I, I mean, I remember other people that have been champions to like fight for championships, big, bigger championships, and they don't drop the championships. That's why. It's kind of odd in a way. It, hey, it is. Yeah. Dave, what's in the box? Oh. What box? That box behind me? Yeah. What is oh. it with you? What do what you, uh, you know, nosy? What do you got to know? <laughs> everything, that's, uh, everything that's in this room? Ah. I, I am nosy. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me tell you something. In due time, I'll tell you what's in the box. Okay? All right. Where's All the right. box? What box? I, am right I, there. like, blind? Yeah, the box right behind him. It's plaid. See it right there. Uh, oh, uh, I thought it was just the PJs. It wasn't PJs. there last week. Uh, well, those PJs are so comfortable. It's Let there now. Uh, you, you don't wear PJs. You work on your underwear. You wouldn't see PJs. These are the PJs there with a the box. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past. All available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. It has it hasn't been pretty between me and Montez for quite some time. I know I don't think it's going to start anytime damn soon, man. You know? <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. That's, well, Montez, uh... I, I appreciate you coming on anyway. And, you know, we're taping this for Veterans Day and you being a veteran and being part of the Marines. Um, just talk about that. And I know that that carries through probably to your everyday activities, you know, every day of your life. Talk about what it was like to serve under uh, the Marines. So I served in First Light Armored Reconnaissance Battalion. So shout out to my Highlanders over there in 41 area in Los Pocos, Camp Pelham, California. And uh, I would say uh, it was definitely some of the best times of my life. Um, I learned a whole bunch about brotherhood, trusting the person to your left and to your right, uh, just being uh, how to compromise uh the United States Marine Corps, we had 13 leadership traits that they always like distilled in us. And I still use every single last one of those traits to this day and not just in wrestling, but just in life. And I really feel like it's one of the greatest things I've ever decided to do, uh, not just because I'm able to not just give back to my family, but just give back to the WWE universe as well. You know, like uh, and just and this is the greatest country in the world. And like. So it's, it's, it's just so many things wrapped up with it, but very, very appreciative of my time in the service. And I always joke about the wife all the time, like about, you know, if I had a chance to go back in, I would. But she said, no, nah, I think you're going to be good right here with exactly what it is. Did it shape the way that you look at, you know, I'm sure it shaped the way you looked at everything, but just the way you look at, at the wrestling business, right? And the way you have to trust the people around you and the way that you sometimes have to follow orders from people above you and trust that they know what's best, even if you don't necessarily see it. Did some of that stuff come easier to you because of the experience? I think so. Uh, like my, I feel like my patience for a lot of things is a lot. I can't say if it's more than others because I can't speak for anyone else, but I do feel like I do have patience for a lot of things, like you said, in regards to, you know, getting in order and executing it without really any questions asked, uh, not really worrying about, you know, what uh, the end correct, the end goal is because this is the mission right now. And this mission may lead to the next mission. And like sometimes like when you're given an order, you may not see the big picture. You know, maybe the commanding officer or the platoon sergeant, they may see a bigger picture. But when you get a an order or command, it may not make sense. But it does because to the commanding officer or whoever's in charge, they see the bigger picture. So I feel like that's helped me a lot in regards to, like you said, taking orders, taking initiative and just going 100 percent. That's one thing like. Uh, another thing I love that they taught me as well is like, you know, just just max out and everything. You know, just if you max out on everything, you have a clear conscience and walk away from anything, whether it was a bad performance or a good performance, whether it comes to the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you perform out in the ring. Like if you give 100 percent and you can walk away from it, conscious free, then you don't have to feel bad, whatever the result is, because you put out the max efforts. You know, Montez, I want to follow up on what Sam just asked you, because he talked about, you know, what it's like 
in what you were a part of the Marines in the world of the WWE. But you said something very interesting and very, very deep. And, and, and that is about when you're a Marine and you're out there, you know, you're putting your life and your health into the person that's to the left of you, to the right of you and vice versa. It is kind of like in the world of the WWE as well, when you're in the ring and you know, you're entertaining people, but you're, you're putting your health on the line. You're putting your body on the line. So in a ways you're, you're doing exactly like you did in the Marines. You're really putting your health and your trust into your opponent and the person you're in the ring with. It's crazy. Cause me and the wife had this discussion like a couple of days ago, but it, it, it correlates the same way. Like you said, like you're putting, like we're going out there every single night, risking our bodies, our health. And, um, putting the trust into the person that we're in the ring with or people we're in the ring with. And like, it's kind of like the same type of environment and it's the same type of environment as well, because in the military, when you're in trias situations, when you're on certain grounds, you have zero room for error or no room for error at all. And it's the same thing with WWE. We're live. You know, this is no second take. This is no, hey, let's stop this, bring in Montez for a stunt double, let's redo this. No, it's the same thing. Like one take, one shot, you go. It's the same thing like in the military. Like in certain situations, you have no room for error and it's live and you have to perform. What do you, uh, I mean, you were talking about figuring out like, okay, let me take the mission at hand and do it to the best of my ability and then figure out the rest later. That takes that sort of tunnel vision, right? That takes a, nope, we're not looking any further than this. And I feel like for you, I can't move three steps within the the wrestling conversation without somebody talking about your future, your your potential as a solo star, your your future world champion, your this or that. Are you a, what does that do to you? Is that something that you have to kind of block out and go like, nice that you think that, but... I really can only worry about what's in front of me, or are you one of those guys that's thinking a year, two years, three years into the future already? It's a little bit on both sides uh, because <clears throat> when I was a kid, I watched this since I was like tadpole. Like I was like four or five years old, you know, very, very young watching this. So it's been part of me for a very, very long time. And I remember like one of the first things me seeing was, you know, The Rock and and all of these individuals holding up the WWE Championship. And I'm like, I want to I wanna do the same thing. And then my mother eventually got me the WWE Championship, got me all the different ones. She got me the Smoking Skull one. She got the Rock Bottom one. All the WWE titles you can pop, possibly think of, my mother had them for me. And I would raise them every single time. And that's always just been a goal. Just like, I want to be WWE Champion, World Champion. And that's always been something that's always been distilled within me. But being part of the WWE and you get responsibilities, you get tasks, you get missions, you get objectives, and then you perform them to the best of your abilities. And it's kind of like the same thing with life. You know exactly where you want to go, but you don't let like the stuff that you have to do to get there hinder you or stop the motivation or make you go like, oh, it's not happening. Because in the process of you getting there, you can be added more accolades, more success, and more gateways as well. And so I just feel like it's always on the swizzle, uh, swivel. I'm always preparing. Uh, like the task at hand right now, obviously, is Bobby Lashley, Street Profits, winning the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. And just the fact that anyone even having my name in conversation for world title, I'm just fortunate for that itself. 
I really am. I, I really am. Um, I'm, I'm not the type of person that, you know, uh, I'm not watching that. Like, I see it, but I don't really feed into it because I feel like I don't ever want to get too carried away to what people are saying that it takes my mind off of still preparing and getting ready for it possibly happening. You know, Montez, just talking to you, I can tell that you're goal-oriented, obviously focused on what's going on right now and your future. And you're you're a, a part of a very small percentage of people that, you know, grew up watching this product and now you're a part of that world. There's very few people that can really say that I live my dream. I, I accomplished my dream. You have done that. Do you ever take the time to kind of smell the roses? Like, I know it's very hard to do that because the world of pro wrestling and the WWE moves so fast. But do you ever take time of certain moments, whether it's in a match or at a WrestleMania, where you take that in for yourself? I, uh, so I do it every morning. So I wake up, I thank God, and then, like, I let the world know because like I have another chance to get it right. I got another chance to like, if I did it grab or make an impression or I didn't, you know, evoke some type of emotion. If I didn't like make somebody feel something when it comes to like my craft, I got another chance to do that today. And not only a chance to do that today, but do it even better in a different way, in a different layer. And to say, cause it's crazy. Cause like, uh, we was talking about the veterans earlier and, 10 years, over 10 years ago, because WWE's extended service to providing service members tickets, I was able to go to Raw a few times while I was in the service. So, like, me still having this WWE championship and being part of the WWE all in my mind, like, WWE's extending themselves and reaching out to me in ways that I couldn't even never imagine. And then now to actually be a part of it is is, is mind-blowing. So I'm also blessed to be fortunate enough to be at this platform to not only give back, but to tell my experiences and like how like how you're feeling is not abnormal. And if you stay consistent, if you work and, you know, I've had a lot of assistance along the way too. You know, it's a village, <laughs> you know, yeah. when it comes to family and, you know, uh, motivation from the WWE universe, it all plays a factor. It's not just, it's not just Montez. It's not just one person. It's it's everything around, but it's also the mindset of like, you know, not being complacent and just knowing that if you stay consistent, if you work, good things will follow. That's just I always believe that. Like, if you just stay consistent, stay healthy, and stay like locked in on what you're trying to do, it eventually will happen. And like everything can't happen at the same time. We have a million talented guys and girls on the roster. Everything can't happen at the same time. But consistency grows, outgrows everything. Yeah, I mean, look, I've been very fortunate to get to know you a little bit and know that you're just this wonderful, uh, very forgiving uh, human being. (laughs) But I think a lot of other people are going to get even more opportunity for that because you're like a couple of months away from becoming a reality television star. Is there anything that you're doing mentally to prepare for the fact that, like, look, you know what it is to be a public person. You've been a very public person for quite a while now, but people are not going to have opinions about Montez, the sports entertainer anymore. People now get to have opinions about you and how you live your day to day life and and your relationship. What what are you doing 
to prepare for the fact that that you're about to open your life up in an entirely new way to fans. You know, not even trying to sound cocky, man, but people going to say what they're going to say about me regardless. And, you know, you know, it's, it's kind of like where, like, I, when I was younger, I used to spend so much time, like, pinballing, trying to adjust to, like, how this person felt, how this person felt, what this person's going to think of me, what this person. And I got to the point where I got to a certain age, I got exhausted. I said, I can't do this. I said, I'm spending all this energy trying to please this person, this person, this person, this person. And then the last person that's unhappy is myself. I said, that doesn't make any sense. I said, I'm doing all this energy to try to please all these people. But when I go to sleep at night, I'm the one that's by myself and I'm the one that's unhappy. So when that time happened and I got exhausted, I just, from that day on, I just said, hey, you know what? You just be yourself. You just live this life. You try to take care of your family. You try to be respectful to people. You do what you're supposed to do on your end. And if anyone else feels otherwise, there's nothing you can necessarily do about it. Because you can't change, you know, the world's opinion. You know, people are going to feel about you, like, no matter if you perform 8 million miracles, rock across water, turn water to wine, and still feel a certain way about you. So who am I, you know? <laughs> you know what though but it comes to this reality show because i'm not a fan of reality tv i always find those shows to be kind of negative and petty and right. talking and and talking to you you're you know you're a man of god you're very very positive but it's it seems like a lot of people they watch reality tv for the negativity and for the pettiness so you know how are you gonna put that spin on your show to get people to watch and have a positive message for your fans so we have, you know, here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like a lot of people, when they watch reality TV, it's been this stigma of, like, it's got to have drama. You know, it's got to be somebody doing something behind the back or it's got to be fights or it's got to be. You can still, we all eternally have our own drama every day. I'm pretty sure Sam and you guys have your own drama that you face every single day. And it's, you know, it's critical. You know, to, to to other people, it may not be critical, but to you guys, it's critical because it's your lifestyle. It's the stuff yep. that you have to deal with. And that's the stuff that we're going to be dealing with on the show. Like, we're going to have stuff that we go through, but it's the stuff that we go through that's critical to us. Like, for example, like, WrestleMania is the pinnacle of everything everyone works for here every single year. And no, no matter who's here on the roster, from Raw to SmackDown, NXT, they want to be a part of WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. It's a showcase of the immortals. So our one of the things in our show is like being a part and how to be a part of WrestleMania, you know, specifically in our career fields. You know, my wife is solo competitor. I'm also on the tag team. So it's different, you know, avenues, you know, her dealing with the girl side, me dealing with the men's side. And, you know, it's, it's different. So our struggles eternally drama-wise – it's the WWE's, you know, struggles, you know, eternally and how we try to manage how we do our career, the things that we want to do outside our career and also spend and try to find time with each other. We're on the road. I'm leaving today. We're literally on the road 300 days plus out the year. So it's all of these things. It's our drama. You know, it doesn't have to be a specific you know, baby mama type drama <laughs> or we're fighting <laughs> drama, but it's WWE real life drama. So come here, sweetheart. Show your face. Yeah, say hi. I want y'all to see this beautiful woman right here. Look at this. Hi. Whoa. 
Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> walk slow, and, walk slow. but but seriously and and i know you're busy and and we got to wrap things up because like you said this is a travel day for you and i want to i want to thank you for taking the time to come on with us thank you for your service to our country uh and thank you for spreading the word of our lord as well but seriously for montez for you to be with your wife to be with bianca to share the same goals to have to be in the same industry and have some of the same kind of stresses. I would think that that helps you along your journey as well, because your partner is going through some of the same trials and tribulations that you're going through, which I would think helps your relationship and helps in sharing in your relationship as well. Is that, would that be true? 120 million percent, man. Like I feel like by us, like you said, going through the trials and tribulations, the peaks and valleys and having someone that's in that environment that you can vent to and that can understand because I feel like sometimes the toughest thing in life is not only just talking or communicating with someone, but communicating with someone who can like genuinely understand like what you're feeling. So uh, it's helped out a lot, made us grow immensely. I feel like all three of us have grown. You'll see it definitely in the show, like a couple of times of how we have to deal with each other on the road. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's helped us grow so much. And it's just like with you guys. You, know, you guys are in the same exact environment. You guys go through the same struggles. And, you, and we always talk about how in our environment, like we see each other. If you think about it, we do SmackDown and we have the live shows, but that's the only time that we see each other throughout the week. You know, when they leave and they go home and they do their different lives, like they have different avenues and struggles and drama and, and everything else to lead them back to getting back to the next time we see each other. So I never try to like, you know, take advantage or take for granted, you know, what a person's lifestyle is because I'm ignorant to it, you know, just like they're ignorant to mine. So it's always just been that give and take and just having the wife there and my tag team partner there it helps so much when it comes to support and just pushing forward and maxing out because you have support there with you all the time and, and i just want to say real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna let you wrap it up uh dave but i was just gonna say that just based on the fact that we just saw her what's really striking is that as beautiful as your wife is and i say with all respect she's just as if not more so talented and it would you'd be a fool to say otherwise so i just thought that should be on the record <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw that in there, man. <laughs> Sam, points, Rob, man. Sam Roberts, ladies and gentlemen. No, but but seriously, Montez, because I'm sure you see it with some of your coworkers. It's got to be very, very difficult when you're dealing with an issue at home, whether it's with a spouse or a child, and you're on the other side of the country, and then you have to find the solution to that problem in a hotel room over the phone. You know, it's a blessing that you get to work with your spouse and Bianca's, like Sam said, tremendous athlete. Unbelievable. Like I've always said. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and Montez, seriously, I want to thank you. Thank you again for your service. Thank you for all you do. You're fantastic at what you do. And we truly appreciate your time this morning with us. Thank no, you. No, thank you guys. I love Busted Open Radio. And if I don't see you guys before the holidays, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and have a safe 2024. To you and yours, Thanks, my man. friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, 
please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.